G'day everyone, welcome to People With A Passion. I'm here today with Sam Larkins, who's actually a skateboarder. Yeah, how more or less. <laughs> more or less. So, uh, how are you, mate? You good? Yeah, good, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, pretty good. Thanks for coming in and spending some time to talk about your passion of skateboarding. So, when did it all start for you? When did you come into your first skateboard, mate? How old were you? Um, I'm pretty blurry on this, to be honest, but I think around the age of about 10 or 11, um, just got a skateboard as normal kids do through like a birthday or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then um, just basically started trying to ride it and then just went to the skate park naturally and then that's how I got into it from there. Yeah, and yeah. fell off it occasionally, yeah, I imagine. Most definitely, you? yeah, for sure. Was it a good skateboard, your first one? Do you remember your first one? Um, it was actually, well, I mean, there was, obviously there's an, a skateboard always around the house. Um, and when I was a bit younger, that was like an old school kind of shape. It was like oh, a yeah. square tail and no nose kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then when I got my first skateboard that I was kind of into it about was, um, was yeah, like a proper shop skateboard, like the skate shop board and then, yeah, the trucks and wheels. So yeah, it was a good skateboard. And did you throw that together or was it a one that actually come all in one piece, that second one? Uh, I believe so. It was a present, the second uh, one. Yes. So, um, yeah, it was like a just a normal skate shop, like their board with trucks and wheels. So it was a good board. So when you first started, did you just skate on your own? Like when you first got your first board, was it all just about you and the board? Yeah, pretty much. Um, I mean, well, I didn't know anything about skateboarding. I didn't know what tricks were. I didn't know how any of it worked. Um, I just basically skated at home and then, like just on the on the road and stuff and just trying to learn from that doing that so obviously that's how most people would start i've seen a, a few people fall off a skateboard in my time too including myself <laughs> so uh what sort of gets you interested from just being on the street and that like did you start to find like-minded people or did you did your parents take you down to the skate park how had the journey go to the next step right um, well, I had a godparent at the time, or still do, um, and she got me a video for my birthday. Um, I just watched that a bunch, and then, yeah, also my dad took me down to the skate park, and then seeing people down there and being able to fly around the skate park and do whatever they wanted with their board was really appealing, so just yeah. started doing that, and then just slowly progressing, going more and more to the skate park. And did you find that once you connected with others that were into the skating, that 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 you sort of get wrapped up in a little bit of that culture early of guys sh showing tricks and sharing how much of that sort of goes on from older guys to younger guys uh i'd say a lot of it um it definitely makes it more appealing as well you see like an older dude that's you know encouraging you to learn tricks and stuff like that and teaching you just giving you little pointers along the way and it also makes it more fun because if you're with people i mean like doing you know what you like it's gonna always be more fun in my eyes anyway yeah yeah so your journey your dad was a basketball coach um and you were in victoria at the time and he finished his coaching contract his coaching mm -hmm. stint and he was looking for the next best thing but at the end of his coaching stint he decides let's go over to the u.s for a holiday so he's over in the U.S. and he finds himself, he's trying to have a holiday, but his son wants to go to just about every indoor skateboard park there is in the U.S. Yeah, just about. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, and, he's, and he's, he's taken pause and thought, geez, we got one of these back home in Melbourne, mm. but um, he's wanting to come back to our neck of the woods where we are. And yep. he's thinking, I haven't seen one of these here in, in Brisbane. So he, he starts thinking... Hey, my, my other son, which is Nels, yep. uh, he's sort of on a trajectory to be a basketball player um, in the in the pro leagues. Yep. And he's looking at you going, well, Sam, maybe not the basketball player. You're good at basketball, but not the basketball player. Mm. So he, he, he looks at that as an opportunity. So what happened from there when he comes home, mate? Um, so, <clears throat> excuse me, we went, um, we went back to Bendigo and then... You know, from the from the trip, yeah, like you said, we were always finding, well, I was always trying to find skate parks to go to. And then, um, like, from, like, luckily enough, he said that he wanted to start an indoor skate park up in Brisbane. Um, so we went, basically, it was, like, just, well, at the time, I thought it was very quick. I'm sure it wasn't, but it felt like we just moved straight up here and got it going. And then we've been here ever since, yeah, just been working at the skate park doing yeah. stuff like that yeah but it's been good for my skating personally because i've always had a place to skate 
Yeah. And yeah, it's been, I've been very lucky to have it. Yeah, I yeah. think you have too, because there's not too many parents that say, well, well, this son seems to be doing what he enjoys and his passion. Um, you know, they wanted to give you a boost. So they go and say, well, we're looking to establish a business. Why don't we take up skating as a business? Now, not only has he taken up skating as a business, he built the park by hand. He's not a carpenter. Yeah, no, not the slightest. <laughs> and, and he did a, he's done a multiple jobs because he's always updating the rides. Yeah. Um, he's probably about to embark on um, another big project yeah, too. Yeah, sure. So, yeah. <laughs> of rebuilding some um, rides and, yeah. and some new stuff. So yeah. always evolving the park, um, which is amazing too. He's always looking to get new rides, like rides rather. Yeah. Always looking to get new rides like any theme park because yeah. he, he treats it like a theme park but interestingly even though it's your passion he loves it doesn't he oh yeah he's fully into it um, he is. i think he really likes the you know like the individual aspect of the sport i guess you'd say um just being able to push yourself in something i think he likes that where like whether whatever you're doing really he's gonna be pretty keen like well for being like his son i think he's just pretty keen on whatever we want to do if we're passionate about something he's gonna fully back it which is awesome because yeah yeah it works works out well yeah so as far as uh the skate park goes it's for scooters skaters bikers yep. and you do keep some of those separate um mm. speak to that a little bit some of the rivalry for territory on the on, on the, the on the ramp, ramps and bars and things yep. like that among skaters scooters and bikers and who loves who and when um, <laughs> it's like well there's definitely this stigma against scooter riding um just because I know everyone kind of sees it as a bit of an easy option, I guess. Um, and then the fact that, you know, it does attract those smaller kids and they're a lot younger and they haven't developed, you know, like peripheral vision. They haven't developed any anything like that. So being on the skate park, you've got older dudes that are always flying around going real quick and then kids that are not even, you know, essentially looking what's happening. Um and they're just kind of swerving around just in front of obstacles, just doing stuff that you wouldn't think like someone normally would do at a skate park. So that's why scooters kind of get that stigma as well. And then uh, BMX, I'm a huge fan of. I think yeah. that the dudes that do that stuff are really crazy. Um, you can't bail a BMX bike. Mm -hmm. You have to like it's if you're going to throw it onto the ground, it's going to bounce back at yeah. you and it's you know it's like a heavy object it's gonna hit hard kind of thing so i have a lot of respect for bmx and I, skating also obviously. i know i know at your park that you've had some guys get quite high and almost hit the roof um, with their bikes yeah it's, yeah uh, and scooters too i mean obviously i'm you know like there are scooter riders out there that are doing it and they're they're really good at it and stuff um but yeah the bmx dudes are crazy they yeah. go so high and almost like i have we've, we've had dudes hit the roof so who are some of the guys like it's, the skate park's been visited by a few pros yeah. um who are some of the guys that have come by and and In uh, skated and also biked um well i'd say the main one um for skating wise would be like even like tommy finn mm -hmm. he's a dude that's you know doing it as a skateboarder he's in that you know top one percent of skateboarders now he's doing all the big comps and stuff like that and then uh, we've had a lot of bmx's through queensland and australian general is usually pretty like progressive for bmx riding so we've had a lot of like a big number of bmx riders through the park and the same with scooters i think that um when you get to like the world stage of bmx riding and scooter riding australia is actually i'd say number one okay doing it. yeah Oh, that's pretty good. I know um, a name came up on one of the feeds that I saw, Ryan Williams. Mm. Um, yeah. He's been there. I, I... Oh, definitely. He's made a, made a way for himself for sure. Yeah. He's got, got his own house and stuff like I, that. I, yeah. saw, I saw that uh, your mum posted a, a video of him at the park. Mm. at ramp attack it should get that in there yeah, yeah. ramp attack the yeah. name of the park <laughs> yeah. is ramp attack in brisbane I'm yeah sure your dad will be happy about that yeah for sure so so the thing is he he saw that as a family business and mm. he also saw it as something to pass on to you mm -hmm. because of your passion so mm. so i guess that's a little bit exciting to oh. to know that you will potentially inherit a skate park yeah. and a business in something you absolutely love yeah for sure um i think yeah it's a great great spot to to have work i guess um obviously you know the goal for skating is to not work a day job and but if i have to do that i feel like it will just be at ramp attack which is not all that bad yeah get to pick and choose hours so yeah, yeah it's good yeah so let's talk a little bit about these tricks and things that 
Is that what you call them? Tricks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not that naive. <laughs> you call them tricks. Still call them tricks. <laughs> so so let's talk about that little bit of a journey. Like um, I explained to you, I did do the street skating back in the 80s when mm. we still had uh, fishtail yep. decks and plastics and all that stuff. I don't know whether you call that skating these days, but that's where it started. Yep. Tony Hawks was riding that stuff. So yep. look, um, what about the, the, the concept of, you know, tricks and... and you know, try and land them and the challenge for you, you know? Um, learning a new trick. Yeah. yeah definitely really tough. Um, and that's that's a lot of what skateboarding is. It's always trying to push yourself and learn new things. Um, and then the process is just, you know, obviously you'll see a video or see a photo or something like that or your friend will be doing a trick and then you just kind of learn from there. Um, it obviously always takes time and stuff like that. But once you get that learn the new trick, it becomes makes skating much more fun. You can always, you know, it's a, just another trick to to do essentially mm. all the time when you want and it's just going to make skating always more fun. Is it is it like a real life video game for you where you level up? Yeah. It's like leveling up? Yeah, definitely. Feel like <laughs> for that. sure. Yeah, um, yeah oh, most definitely. Obviously, because there's heaps of different obstacles at the park and stuff and if you can do a certain amount of tricks on each obstacle, it's just going to make skating more fun you can go up and down at the skate park and you know do tricks along the way and yeah a bit of a side note do games teach you anything like when you're playing the computer games like skateboard games and um i'd like honestly i'd say so if you've i mean the games now are getting so so technical like if you mm. play and i'm sure anyone knows the game skate 3 um but yeah if you're watching you know how they're flicking their their ankles and how they're flicking their feet while you're playing it definitely does like i mean i'd say it helps a little bit for sure yeah, yeah. and i guess i guess you get exposed to the names of a lot of the tricks yeah as well sure. if you're a new skater and yeah. you go and play the game you're gonna definitely pull a trick that's that they're all real yeah are there any fake ones in there i don't know are there anyone um, that are just too too unreal to believe or they keep it i mean you can do you can do unrealistic stuff in it but but all the tricks are doable. Is, yeah, for sure. I'd yeah. say so. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's. A, I just thought I'd go on a sidetrack and yeah. ask about that because I don't play them. I yeah. used to I actually did play Tony Hawk's back in the day on PlayStation One and used to love it. And right. takes me back whenever I hear the tunes. Yeah, inside <laughs> the, the, the game, certain music. <laughs> yeah, it's for like sure. so I saw one in a movie the other day. The song and it come up. I don't even know the name of the song, but I just heard it and I'm like, oh, you know, it took me Spark back. Yeah, something. yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. exactly. But it was, it wasn't a skating movie. That's for sure. But, uh, so, so one of the things that you mentioned to me off camera was that not only are you chasing the tricks, one of the things for you and, and the things that you and your mates like to do is film and take photos. And you see that a lot of guys start pretty young doing that. Mm. What's the inspiration around doing it? Why is that part of the the skate culture the filming and the photos yeah um it's definitely yeah i'd say the biggest aspect of skateboarding in my eyes just because when you're a kid you get you know you get a dvd or you get now it's you see a like a clip online and you see people you know like pushing themselves and making videos and obviously you just think i want to do that too um you obviously find friends at the skate park and then go from there it's definitely it's definitely like really really challenging going out and doing that stuff um it doesn't come easy but that's what makes it so fun it's just pushing yourself and trying to trying to film and film towards like a video either if it's like just yourself like a single part or if it's like a full you know body of work all your mates all have you know the same amount of footage together and then you put it together what's called like a full length video um obviously they take a lot of time but yeah when you see the finished product um it's just the best feeling having like all your mates there and you know that you've all worked really hard towards something it's just yeah the best who are some of the better guys you've worked with that that are filming and things out here in australia um i'd say like the two filmers that i've filmed with the most actually three sorry would be my my mate aaron uh aaron brown harry pascoe and and pat gemzik they're all really really talented at what they do and they're also also really talented on a skateboard yeah um i feel like they both they all three of them sorry like the like the filming aspect and like the creative side of how you can put clips together and what you can do with it so is it important that the guys that are doing the production understand the tricks that you're trying to do to get yeah. the right angles so yeah, it is, they, they have to be you do want skaters doing yeah. that more or less doing the filming as well yeah for sure and same with the photography i mean they've got they've got the eye for it because they you know they have the background in skateboarding they know they know what it's supposed to look like and how it's supposed to look um 
so yeah having that background definitely like helps in filming and taking photos yeah who are some of the photographers you've worked with um i've mainly worked with henry harbeck um he's basically sh- oh i sorry i take that back and rico um can't pronounce his last name but he's a very good friend of mine yes um and yeah i've worked with mainly those two dudes um they've been really really awesome to work with um i mean it doesn't really feel like work you know we're we're really good friends we go out on the weekend and we just say you know we want to try this and they're like yeah i'll shoot it kind of thing and and then they always come up with the goods they always like the photos look amazing every time yeah yeah so how do you guys work on a location to to actually shoot some of these videos and and the photos and things like where you decide and what determines where you actually go um well, you can get it from like a number of different ways. Mostly, you obviously see other people in the same area as you film and, you know, release videos and stuff. And then just by like word of mouth, like through people, you find out where it is. And then um, what the dudes that I film with do, they take a photo of the spot and then the location's on your phone. So then we know exactly where it is for as long as they have that photo album, yes. essentially. Um so yeah, it just comes through doing that. And then, you know, if you've got the certain trick that you want to try, the spot is like, you know, um, you'll be able to do it at the certain spot and then you just go from there. So you look at the photo and what's running through your mind when you see one of these photos that these guys send you? Um, firstly, it's like really cool spot. And then obviously once you get there in person, everything's always bigger or there's a crack at the front of the run up, which you have to deal with. It's always harder in person but when i get the photo i think you know like this certain trick will work at this spot yeah yeah so so when you finally get to a location for the film shoot or photo shoot what are you actually um what's your approach you said some guys uh, again off camera you said some guys just do their lines you call them lines Mm. and they can go straight into the trick that they want to do you you tend to do a bit of a, a run through and a yeah definitely um some dudes just have it they know how to they, yeah. they've got it down they know what they're doing um i personally like to you know just maybe try something a little easier on the obstacle first say if it's like a set of stairs that i'm going to jump down just ollie it first um which is essentially just jumping down it with your board and then maybe try depending on how big it is try a trick that you're really comfortable with and then try something that you want to film um yeah. or usually you know just ollie it and then go straight to what you're trying and then it's just trial and error from there, how how you flip the board or whatever. And it, yeah. when it's ready to land, then you'll obviously land it. Yeah. So so it's a lot of failure involved? Yeah, definitely. Uh, how of, long can it take you to land a trick in a, a photo or a film? Uh, me personally, I take ages. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know why. I just, I guess it's really, it's really hard to, you know, bring yourself to, when you're jumping down something big, it's really hard to bring yourself to actually um, land in what's called commit to landing on the trick um it hurts a lot less if you commit straight away but yeah. for some reason your brain just tells you you know if it's there ready to land if you get the catch what's called mm-hmm. um when you do the trick catch it in the air i'll usually kick it away just because you just get scared um as it is what it is so yeah it takes me anywhere between i mean i've had tricks where i've done them you know first second try but i've had tricks that have taken me four hours i've yeah. had certain tricks that have gone to the same spot again and again like over eight times to get of three hour lots yeah so you so you're not defeated by a a location then if you think a trick is there to be had on that location you're chasing it yeah definitely um usually because you know it usually comes down to fatigue um if you're at if you're trying something for three four hours you're gonna get sore so you know you just come back next time you're fresh you got fresh legs you know what you have to do um and then it usually becomes easier from there yeah, so yeah. you you did throw in the word there. You you know it can hurt landing some tricks. Yeah. So speak to that that mindset that you could get hurt. Like and and, and I I know off camera you said that you've had injuries that have put you out for up to a month. Mm. Um. So you know how do you get back? Some people just probably wouldn't get back on, but that's probably I guess why these are categorised as extreme sports. Mm is because there is a higher risk of, of injury, but mentally you have to have a good amount of um, capacity to overcome oh, for the sure. fear. Yeah, definitely. Um, and that's the best part about skating, is when you 
when you are pushing yourself like on physically and mentally because it is scary to commit to these tricks um the feeling of rolling away from like said tricks is just amazing and it's the it's the best feeling that's why we go through the pain of like getting injured or something like that but it's all just to get the feeling of the roll away from you know the tricks it's just the it's the best yeah. yeah, so you've got your support crew there when you land a really hard trick. You often see it in the videos yeah. where they're all cheering and they know the difficulty yeah. of, of the trick. So talk, go back a little bit again yeah. to, to when you were younger, you started to enter some competitions. Um, what was the advantage of, of those competitions and what does that do for you when you're trying to move yourself forward in landing tricks and developing your, your skating repertoire? Yeah, well, most of the comps is... Like most of the comps are based on a consistency, like a consistent run. That's how most comps are based. So just in itself, if you can ride around the park for say a minute and a half or two minutes landing tricks consistently, it's obviously going to better your skills in skating. Um, and it's also just a, like, it's also just a really fun day out of the comps. You see a lot of skating that, you know, from people from, um, say out of town coming to skate the park, they skate differently, obviously, because everyone skates um, a bit different and you just see how people use the park differently and it doesn't even really feel like a competition like you know in your age bracket you know most of the kids in your area so it's just a fun day and then you could get something for free um, at the end of it and then there's also the older dudes that are you know trying to like make a way in skating and they they know what they're doing and they're really good at it and then you can see how they skate the park and how the, their use of it could change and like you know kind of develop your use of the park and how you want to skate mm. yeah and does it help you having those guys with that aren't in the local area coming in do they is there a bit of sharing going on and and that's where you get to know other guys and potentially go visit their parks and things it's sort of yeah definitely um there's dudes that you know at, like anywhere from the southeast queensland basically will come to these comps and like i said because everyone skates differently um and their use of the park is different you there's a lot like a lot of sharing going on like if you everyone's like nice in skateboarding everyone's like a good person um if you just ask them like blatantly ask them like oh how do you do that they'll you know nine times out of ten they'll be like oh yeah just like gotta do this and then yes yeah work it out from there so starting at the basics, what's the sort of evolution? What's the basic tricks that you have to get down to get um, get some of the harder ones? Um, you definitely have to start out with, well, I'd say like board control is huge in skateboarding. Um, so you got to learn how to maneuver your board and how, how to be on top of your board and, you know, roll down ramps and drop in, which is where you plant the tail of the board mm -hmm. and then push down the front of it and roll down it. Um, after that, I'd say is like an ollie where you just jump up in the air um, just because that helps. Like you have to, you have to essentially ollie to do any trick in skateboarding. So if you have a good, if you have good like um, footwork and good, um, sorry, good like comfortability on your board um, and then you can ollie well, you can, you know, you can do a lot of things from there and then that's how you learn how to do stuff like a kick flip and a heel flip and um, stuff like that. Have you counted how many tricks you've got in, in your arsenal now of tricks? Have you ever counted to work out what you actually can do consistently? Um, I, nah, not really, to be honest. Um, stuff that I can do consistently, I mean, it's there's all slight variations on tricks. Mm -hmm. So there is, like I'd say, there's a few that I can do like on a consistent basis, and there's also different obstacles in the skate park. So there's um, there's stuff like you know, like a quarter pipe, which is like a ramp. And then you've got, you know, like hundreds of different tricks that you can possibly do on it. I mean, I'm not saying that I can do that, but, yeah. um, and then there's rails, there's ledges, there's, you know, manual pads, there's all sorts of different things. So if you add them all together, like if you add them all up, I can, you know, I can, like I can get myself around a skate park, you know? So. And that's, that's just a skate park. And then you guys decide that the world's your skate park. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, <laughs> and, definitely. And it, and uh, you win no friends there with security guards and no. police officers at times. You see no, that no. On, on YouTube quite a bit. Yeah. So any encounters out on uh, on the streets circuits and with, with uh, where you've confronted those situations where people are saying you shouldn't be here? Uh, most definitely. It happens every weekend. Yeah. Um, there's been some ones that, that come to mind that are like pretty, pretty hectic. Um, but yeah, we deal with, you know, 
police or security guards or even just everyday people um just having like a power trip basically just yeah. trying to get you out of there for no reason do you see it as a power trip? do you really feel like there's no harm to anyone in some of these places that you're you're you are at and you feel it is that power trip yeah uh personally yeah for sure i mean we've been to skate spots before that have been you know like out the back of like a basically like a ditch where water just runs through and yeah. people walking past you know get on their high horse about it but i mean it doesn't discourage us for sure like, there's yeah. always spots out there so yeah. yeah that's that's pretty good so let's talk about the competitions um that you've sort of done well in and, and when you started to win some um yeah so when i was a bit younger obviously did you know did all the comps and stuff um there was one comp called like the vulcan wild in the parks and did that when i was a bit younger and fortunately enough got um third in that one which is like the southeast queensland based one and then from there you can well yeah from there you know the top three qualify to go down to sydney which was at waterloo skate park um and then yeah i did I think I made the finals or something. I think I can't mm. really remember where I came, but I was, yeah, so essentially third, I guess, yes. in Queensland. But, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. That's, um, that's not too bad. Your, your, your journey's seen you, you, you're trying to um, get sponsored and sponsorships. I believe mm. you've actually got a sponsor now. Is that correct? Or yeah, not? yeah. Lucky enough to have a couple, yeah, for yeah, sure. That, yeah, so you're picking up sponsorships, so yeah. you're getting noticed now. Um, one of your goals is to actually get to the states too. That you feel that if you you got to have a crack at some of those, you you want to get back there, mate, and yeah, skate some of those indoor parks, definitely. but also make a name for yourself as an Aussie skater over there. Yeah, for sure. The dream is obviously to skate and not have to work um, nine to five. What and a dream, mate! Yeah, that's not a job. <laughs> um, and so. And just the most accessible places just to be over in the west coast of LA. That's where skating started. It's where the industry is. Yeah. Um, it's where all the spots are. Um, it's where everyone is in skateboarding. So to be over there would be the best thing. But um, also, yeah, like staying, like staying in Australia is also cool. There's a massive, massive scene here as well. Um, but yeah, it would be nice to one day get over to the States. Who's the best skater you've actually skated with and hung out with? Um, I'd say Tommy. Yeah, Tommy Finn. He's yeah. he's actually, you know, he grew up in um, the Bay Area, Cleveland Bay in Brisbane, and he's, yeah, legit. He knows how to ride a skateboard. <laughs> so tell us about some of the skate parks you've skated and, uh, you know, which ones are your favourites and why, mate? Um, I got to get, like you said, I got to go over to the States when I was a bit younger and skated uh, Westchester Park, which was in um, L.A. somewhere. can't really remember. And same with, um, it's pretty funny, it's called Stoner Skate Park as well. Yes. Um, they're just really, really, really good skate parks. Built really well. All the sizing of everything is, you know, really, like, made just really nice. And it's what I was into and yeah. still am at the time skating-wise. It's all ledges and rails and stuff like that. Um, is that a public skate park? Do you... Is it an indoor one or an outdoor one? What are they? Are they indoor, outdoor? Yeah, they were they were public, like outdoor skate parks. Um, they're just you know built. I think they were designed by skateboarders that you know know. I mean, most parks are obviously, all parks are, but um, they were just built really well. The sizing of everything was made really nice. Everything was spaced out and laid correctly. Um, and then over here in Australia, I've skated some real real fun parks. I mean, I've been to Melbourne a couple of times and down in melbourne they have like great parks everywhere um there's the city park which is um like the river slide skate park mm -hmm. which is in the town sorry the botanical gardens there um same thing it's really spaced out really built well ledges everywhere which is really fun to skate for me yeah i'd yeah. say those three if you weren't a skater do you think you'd go into the skate park design your dad owns one does he take your feedback on what what you want or what you think will work um i mean in terms of like the design and stuff, I have had a little bit of input with Ramp Attack. Um, I wouldn't say I'm a great skateboard designer. I'm just basing it off what I think is fun to skate. Yeah. Um, and I've got, you know, a number of mates that like to skate the same thing. So I'm just basing it off what I kind of like and what will fit well um, within, you know, reason, I guess. Yeah. So yeah. what sort of categories are there in skating? I know back in the day when I was called myself a skater which was a teenager uh we we had street skate vert and freestyle now they all seem to have combined because freestyle was just doing flips and tricks on the spot um street skating was 
literally hitting the streets and not skating where you're supposed to. Yeah. And ramp or vert, we call it vert, was ramps and, and normally your local skate parks and trying to get the council to build one because yeah. back then they weren't as prevalent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Um, yeah, I'd say it's about still the same. You know, you've got yeah, your street skaters. Um, bowl is a, like a thing. Um, dudes that, you know, rip around pools and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and vert skating as well. But what you find now with skateboarders is everyone's really, really good because, because there's... Um, so much like access to videos and stuff with the internet everyone sees what everyone's doing all the time yeah and um and everyone sees you know a different uh, amount of skate clips so everyone can write everything um there's no i mean there's obviously still the genres of skateboarding but mm-hmm. yeah usual usually like people that are pushing it and stuff like that they can they can write anything yeah because yeah. that's what i noticed is we they were all fairly separate back mm. in the day yeah <laughs> if i can say it not give my age away but uh they were separate so so we didn't see each other as the same you rode one of those and but i noticed these days it, it translates across all like if you're a skate skater mm. then then you're engaged in probably all three and you you you're talking about preference for certain rides though so what you said you like to ride uh ledges and and rails yep. and things like that so what are some of the other things that guys like to do like you talk about jumping stairs yeah so are there categories that certain guys favor uh yeah definitely um in in like the pro skating and stuff like that they all have their like field which they're you know they're certain thing that they're really good at um but because this all the skate parks now they cater to everyone and they're all built really well and they're everywhere because skateboarding is growing all the time mm. um they have access to ride whatever they want at the skate park so that's why um everyone kind of becomes really really good at like every certain thing because it's just all at the skate park it's real accessible yeah yeah for you what's the best ride you've ever experienced like as far as that you really like the design of it and, and, and wish that you had it at Rev Attack? Um, well, actually, even locally, Bracken Ridge. Um, mm. The Convict Skate Park's built that one, and it's really, really cool. It's like a um, like half the park is basically symmetrical, so no matter what stance you are on a skateboard, you can ride it each way. Okay. Um, and, yeah, it's just really designed well. There's, I mean, it caters to what I like as well. There's a lot of ledges, a lot of rails and stuff like that. So yeah. what are the stances? I, I, I vaguely remember we had terminology like goofy foot and things like that. So what's what are the terminologies? Are they still the same or are they... Yeah, so you've got, well, just you've got the two stances, which is goofy and regular. So goofy is right foot forward, left front... Uh, sorry, goofy which is right foot forward and regular, which is left foot forward. Yeah. And then within those stances, you have um, four other stances. So you've got your, your regular stance, whether you're goofy or regular. You've got your switch stance, which is your, your other foot's forward. You've got nolly and fakey. So nolly is essentially riding forwards in your normal stance, but you're popping off the front of the board. Yes. And then fakey is just going backwards. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember all those. So those terms are still the same. Yeah, it's yep. quite difficult. I I used to nolly, like yep. so I used to um, lift the board from the front going forwards. Yeah. So which is very hard to uh, maintain ex- balance. Extremely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so I could throw some of the tricks at you that I used to do. So one eighty ollies. Um, yeah. You know, used to stalls off those. Yeah. Um, do the uh, nollies, you yep. know, so anything like that. Um, kick flip, heel flip, I was only getting. Yep. But but as I said, this is why I asked about fail, failure and hurting yourself is I went down quite a large hill yep. after all my mates went down with street skaters. Yep. And, and I probably chose the largest hill in my area to go down. And I like loose trucks. Yep. So I had really loose trucks. I, I really liked, I didn't like tight trucks. Yep. So I get the speed wobbles at the end of this hill and yep. bail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I rolled. I, I'm lucky a car wasn't coming the other way. Yeah. I must say it plays through my mind even to this day. But yeah. but it was enough for me to when when I got up and my friends are saying, "Dude, your um, bones are coming through your elbow," yeah, which they weren't. It was just fat. Yeah. <laughs> but when you hear those words yeah, and you're yeah. you're literally running home with your arm hanging yeah, <laughs> hanging down hanging and they're hanging down and they're telling you that you're. Yeah, you sort of go, maybe skating's not for me, but I, <laughs> I, I wasn't smart enough um, to stop because at age 24, my mate and I went and bought some scooters and skated, yep. skateboards and uh, we'd get chased in Brisbane and South Bank and those areas yep. um, 
by security, so we <laughs> sort of been there, done that. Yeah, for but, sure. But uh, I, I see it today, and and uh, and I always would like to get on a board again, but I also know that my balance isn't there. I'll probably just fall on my ass and give everyone a laugh. But yeah. but it's something that, like anything, you you experience something like that. I know that you know you go for hours. You you literally jump on a deck, and you could leave at nine with your mates mm. and you're not coming home till it's dark and if you can push it that little bit more yeah. you would so yeah. so i understand that experience i could go for and get lost for days yeah. riding when i was a teenager so um let's talk about uh who are some of the guys today like in my day it was i remember tony hawks probably more for the games but the names do fail me of, yeah. of who those guys were in the, those days but um, who's who's prevalent today? Who are we looking at as a skater? Who are you looking out for in the pro ranks around the world? Um, definitely looking out for... So there's a comp called Street League, and that's, you know, the top 1% of the street skateboarders. Um, you're looking out for names like Niger. He's, I mean, you know, killing it, wins every single comp. He's um, pretty young too. He's only like 22 or something like that, mm-hmm. but he's just, you know, really, really good, really clutch, essentially, can just do tricks when it's needed. Um Niger, Shane O'Neill, who's Australian, um, a bunch of different dudes. I mean, they're, they're like, I can't, I'm drawing blanks here, but um, there's heaps of heaps of guys, you know. Anyone that's in that street league skateboarding is who you're looking at for. Who are you seeing on the streets of Brisbane that you reckon's up and coming, that you that sort of your older guys are looking at going, gee, this guy's all right? Um, well, one of my mates that I'm skating with at the moment, Riley Pavey, is really, really good at what he does. He's... 17 yeah and he's like extremely good can do can learn tricks in like 20 minutes and then just has it on lock do you hate people like that uh, (laughs) like i mean obviously like you want to see your mates do well yeah yeah um it's just i just trip on it because i'm like how how can you do that how can you learn a trick and then just have it straight away yeah yeah yeah, for sure. It's definitely it's definitely weird, but yeah. So so let's talk about complexity of tricks. Mm-hmm. What sort of tricks um, are you doing these days? What's your hardest trick that you've you've either perfected or let's talk about one that you've perfected that took you a while to get. What what's one of the tricks that you've got that took you a while to get? Uh, one that I'm really comfortable on is it's not on like a ledge or anything. You can do it, you know, just flat ground or downstairs. It's called a backside big spin. Mm-hmm. So essentially, the board just does a three sixty, and you do a one eighty. Oh yeah. Um, so that's you turning in the air while the board's flipping. The, so, yeah. So the board will yeah turn this way, three sixty, and yeah. you'll also do a one eighty. Okay. Um, just been doing it for a very long time. When I was a lot younger, I didn't really have the strength in my legs to flip my board around and stuff. So, yeah. um, I just found it a lot well not easier. I just found it you know that tad bit easier to to spin my board and spin with it. So that's oh, yeah. one that I'm really comfortable on. There's also a couple others, but I'd say that's the one that I'm real like most comfortable on. What's the one that keeps getting away that you keep trying to land? That uh, you're struggling with that you you oh, know. Geez, there's a lot. There's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, lately, I've just been trying to work on flipping into um, grinds. So like doing a kick flip and then grinding. Yes. Um, obviously, kick flip fifty fifty, which is where both your trucks are on the ledge, is a bit easier. But then there's like I said, there's heaps of variations of tricks, um, like kickflip nose grinds. I've been trying lately, but you know, it just can't seem to quite land it. But yeah. I mean, it's all—it's a game of inches, you know. Like every flip that you do can be like a slight bit off, and that causes you not to lock in your grind how you want to. Okay. Yeah. Does is it a case when you land a trick after you've landed, does it just become easier? Does it lock into your brain that trick? So so you could go for ages and ages and ages not land it then you land it do you then find that the learning from that one land accelerates into consistency definitely because you know how it felt you know how the land felt um and how what you know what your feet position have to be and where you have to lock it in and where your weight has to be like on say the ledge when you're grinding or something like that so the land like definitely getting the first initial land helps a lot um i wouldn't say you have it on lock um, straight away. I mean, some dudes do, my, some yeah. of my mates do, but, um, but yeah, d- the initial land definitely helps cause you know, you obviously, you know how it feels, you know how it has to be done. Yes. Yeah. And does the video, do you run back and look at the video when you land one? You asking guys to replay for you on the spot or not? Um, you just know you're going to see it later. 
I mean, when when we're out filming, um, we'll all watch it over because it's obviously a different view of how it was done to yes. when you know yourself is doing it. Um, and then, but I also you know look at how people do tricks on on videos and stuff like that. Look how they flick their ankle. Or do look you where slow them down? Do you actually slow video down to, to assess the? Do you go that that? I've part? gone through frame by frame before. Yeah. Um, for people, yeah, yeah, definitely. Because there's, I mean, there's stuff that you really want to learn. And there's such a number of different things to learn a trick is like, you know, what, like I said before, like where your feet have to be, where your shoulders have to be, where your weight has to be. There's so many different elements to learning a single trick. So going through it frame by frame, you obviously get like how someone else does it. You kind of get more of an idea how, how the trick's done. Yeah. Yeah. So at what point when you're executing the trick, do you realize it's going south? (laughs) <laughs> on some of these like is it pretty quick you, you just know when you're taking off that this isn't gonna end well um yeah for sure um when you're out filming and stuff you it's fine it sounds uh, ridiculous but sometimes you know you know the one like as soon as you pop that ollie you know the one that you're gonna land yeah and you definitely know the ones that you're not gonna land um just just from yeah like it, and like I said before, it's like a game of inches. Like if your weight's slightly forward or slightly back, then it can it can cause harm to yourself for sure. Yeah. So what's the end game for you? What's your dream with this? Uh, with skating, oh, definitely. I mean, obviously the main one is that you want to be a professional skateboarder. You want to see your name on a board. Um, but I mean, just as I've like gotten a little older and stuff like that. Um, that sounds funny to say, but, um, as I've gotten like a tiny bit older in skating, I've just wanted, I just want to skate. That's all I want to do. And obviously, you know, when you're pro, you're getting, you're getting checks and you're getting paid from your sponsors. So that is the easiest way to do it. There obviously is other ways. Um, but I just want to skate all the time. It's, I just find it so fun. So whenever I can do it, I just love it. Yeah. So if you had a marketing pitch, why would, or why should people sponsor skaters? Um, well, obviously, a look like you got to you got to have a look to yourself, like. Um, but so, you, so what are the main sponsors? Yeah. What are the who who are sponsoring skaters? Is probably your first question, right. I guess. Um, well, it all starts. So there's a number of sponsors you can get, but you know, obviously, the main ones are like a shoe sponsor and a board sponsor. Yes. Um, obviously, there's a lot of skate brands out there, and particularly now, there is a lot of skateboard brands out there. But there's there's also the big. Um, big shoe companies have gotten on board with skating like Nike, Adidas, Converse, sure. New Balance, stuff like that. And then there's obviously you skate shoe brands um, within skating as well. So who who are those? I know that um, for me, the second time I skated it was Etni and DC yeah. and Vans. Yeah. So, um, are they still brands floating around? Definitely. Um, Etni still kills it, DC as well, and Vans. Um, I think DC and Vans are going to be... And Ethnies as well are going to yeah they they've been, they've been around market. for like 25, 30 years you know the first stint in skating was cons so we yep. were in Converse All Stars and um and they they making bringing out all these camoed ones and different yep. colours and I think you can still get those and I think everyone refers to that stuff as retro today but they canvases they're very comfortable yep. skate shoe yeah used to love wearing holes in the front of them yeah <laughs> yeah how many shoes do you get that's probably why you need shoe sponsors yeah because you go through like I mean shoes aren't cheap. You know, you get, yeah. um, any, any skate shoe can cost anywhere between like, you know, uh, 70 to like a hundred and well now a hundred and like $50. And cause you're wearing them down. They're, yeah. They're, they're, they're an expense for a skater isn't just their deck. So that's probably why the two main things. And you talk about having a look. So there are clothing brands as well associated mm. with skate skating. You're sporting a shirt at the moment. They're yeah. called folklore. So yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about how who these guys are and how they've supported you? Yeah, so they're an Aussie-based company. Um, they make like they make skateboards, like the actual decks. Um, they're based over in Perth, but um, the team manager is actually from Brisbane as well. Um, and yeah, so just going through the process of like I said before, like filming and stuff like that, and then you give your footage to these said team managers and then they make the decision whether they want to back you or not. And I've been lucky enough to have Folklore give me some free stuff along the way, which makes um, makes expenses like a lot easier. Because if you're skating, like if most skateboarders that are really into it are skating every day. Yeah. And it's only, it's only going to be so long that a skateboard lasts you. Either you break it or it's just worn down completely that you can't really use it um, so, 
and that can like that can last like a, a skateboard a week usually yeah. if you're if you're doing what um skateboarders are doing like every weekend you're going out and filming you're skating these places that aren't meant for skateboarding it's going to ruin your skateboard it's going to ruin stuff like that so um to have dudes that you know give you skateboards and stuff it cuts the cost down of like living essentially a lot a yeah lot, so makes it a lot easier yeah no it's uh, something i wasn't aware of but yeah. it makes sense yeah but but how do you know when your board's done, done other than it's broken yeah. i've seen a um, few videos of guys snapping their boards so. um it all depends i mean obviously i don't yeah i don't really like breaking skateboards deliberately because you want to make them last um these dudes yeah. are giving you stuff to yes. ride um but i mean it can you know it, it all it's it's like a it's like an un it's like a you know it's a blurry line where that one is because um obviously some sponsors give their riders more boards so um and if and if that's so you know you can you can set up you know a board a week or whatever i tend to usually try and make my boards last like a week and a half something like that because um just yeah like i said going out and skating street can can what's called chip the end of your skateboard like really badly so then that's going to affect how the board pops off the ground and stuff yeah. like that yeah. so so first stint that i skated we used plastics and um, you guys have probably seen that stuff and that was designed to protect our boards yeah and uh and they helped instead of waxing um you know ledges and stuff like that yeah. the plastics provided the the slide the slide yeah um why why is that still not the case today like what is it making the board lighter or is it just that a look what, what do you why do you think plastics aren't in play these days um yeah i'm not i'm not 100 percent sure to be honest um but i know that there's there is still like little things that you can add to your skateboard like what's called rails which are plastic yes, rails that yeah. go up the edge of your board um a lot of dudes ride that but it, it makes the board heavier as well mm. um you want to have like a you want to have like a good happy medium essentially of how heavy your board is and how long it lasts kind of thing because there is even the dudes at folklore they make boards with carbon fiber sheets on the top layer of ply okay so that's gonna keep it stiffer for longer and last longer and stuff like that so i know i could probably answer the question i know that when we had plastics Hmm. you'd screw them into the underside of the board they had to be screwed into the wood yeah and you could be sliding or doing a trick and the and the rail would just come off. Yeah, exactly could just right. chew a hole, the, the, the thread of the, the, the thing and um, what we call them, kick, uh, kick poppers or something. Which oh, like the, the pop- big piece yeah, that went on the yeah, end? Yeah, yeah I don't, I'm not too sure. So we had done. nose protectors yep. and those things like that. Anywhere your board could get more or less chipped. Yeah. Um, you know, if you, you know, hit the tail down and, and you drag it mm. <laughs> to... The thing um, that was something else I was quite good at. I'll just remind you, manuals. I could yeah. go for ages on yeah, it. Manuals, are manuals. Tough. yeah, yeah. I used to love doing manuals, and I could just wobble the board and just keep going. Yeah, like, awesome. Like, yeah, that, they were one of my favourite thing to do because yeah. you just get going and then just lift the the nose and off you yeah, go. Yeah, good to go. You yeah. fake you on to go the other way. And, yeah, you know. So, but um, yeah, even talking to you, it's annoying because I it just shows you I loved the same as you would just thinking about doing that it, mm. it's sort of it's it's oh, gee i wish i could do that again you know like, yeah what's the oldest guy you've seen out on a skateboard actually maybe i'll come back <laughs> i've seen i've seen dudes that kill it i mean I've, there's a there's a crew of dudes called the um oh god I'm drawing a blank. Oh, old man skate crew oh, yeah. yeah and they're based in brizzy um they're dudes that have you know their dads they're like 40 50 like plus even um there's heaps of dudes out there that have skated just their whole life and they just still love it and yeah. love doing it so they get out there and have a dig yeah, yeah. that's all right hope for me yet <laughs> <laughs> i just um i just thought of thought of it's funny talking about the things like there's other things and i just the names fail me of the things yeah. that i could do um you know on a on a skateboard i didn't have many things that i could do but i loved the the getting out so i yeah. certainly can relate to to the experience uh, yeah. that you've you've had but yeah so the the ideal i guess is if you're getting some of that equipment from your sponsors to reduce the costs um for the day-to-day the goal mm. would probably to be get um sponsors that are, are giving money towards your living expenses yeah. is the next step if you're yeah. not already getting some of that um what do you think so so while there are people within the skate culture what would be the advantage of someone in business for you because you do video and and uh photos yeah. what's the advantage for some 
someone else potentially jumping on board and, and helping you out with your costs and things like that. Um, from a marketing perspective, what what would you say to someone who potentially is looking for a platform to market to young people? Um, as in, so someone that you like is going to help you out with? Yeah, yeah, to, to help you do it. You do say. Interestingly, in in art, like art artists, yeah. Um, there's there's what they call Patreon is a website for artists where people actually donate money yep. for people to be able to do their art. Want, so yeah. so in a way, like the way you've been speaking in the uh, in our discussion, you're describing similar things to to artists yep. in that they fail. And and I have interviewed an artist and yep. I interviewed a, a director recently, and they talk about all the failures to arrive at a end result yep. like their end product whether it be a painting or a film yep. like filmmakers a film so f- for me the the conversation is around it's similar to it's actually an art form is yep. the way i see it if yep, you're doing definitely. video and you're producing photos what i see is that stuff gets shared on social media yep. so if potentially sponsors who want to jump on board if you're spruiking their brand it yep. wouldn't matter whether they're a skate brand or not if the demographic they're targeting is actually younger, younger Young people. people. Yeah, you know, because that is, I mean, is is even though we all have these experiences of, of skating, and you want to do it as a career, and mm. you've said some adults still skate. Yeah. Um. Obviously, there is a point where a lot of people give it up, like yeah. as I as I did. Yeah. And and, but there's a market there that you guys have got all these eyes on you, yeah. and that's the advantage for a marketing group or sponsors so sure. so are there other people outside of you know your skate brands sponsoring people uh definitely i mean not personally myself but there are um just because you know it's getting it's getting so big it's speaking to a lot of people um there's definitely pros out there that have sponsors that aren't within skateboarding um the a main one that comes to mind is like energy drinks yes um a lot of a lot of skateboarders are because you know they're all based around like a action sports kind of um, team. Um, so a lot of skateboarders are getting yeah energy drink sponsors, and obviously like a big price tag comes along with that. If someone that's winning competitions and putting um, putting content out there, like getting in magazines, filming videos and stuff, um, a company can ultimately like capitalize on that, and yeah. they're going to pay you know a pretty pretty top dollar for for those dudes to wear their stuff yeah it'd probably be cheaper than paying for some other forms of advertising to get the same sort of reach for sure if if there's anyone that wants to sponsor sam larkins here um yeah. it's looking for reach because that's yeah. that's what it is ultimately marketing's around um putting something in front of people and if, yeah. if there's a broad audience and people are watching your stuff then there is a market for that if, if you can if you can say my videos are getting x amount of uh, you know views yeah then that's a viewership and an audience yeah. that a sponsor can tap into and sure. that's that's the advantage for you young guys that are trying to make a crack you know doing something that you're passionate about all right sam larkins a pro skater i'm going to call you <laughs> um i'm sure that the evolution of of the the sport for you is that you're headed in that trajectory and mm. you're constantly working on it and you're still young enough to to make it yeah uh so wish you luck with your skating thank you uh and thanks for giving me the time and coming in and sharing your passion with us mate thank you for having me um it was a really fun chat i'm glad that we did it no yeah, thanks thanks mate Thanks for taking time to watch this video. If you enjoyed what you saw, please give it a thumbs up. If you haven't yet subscribed, make sure you smash that subscribe button and also hit the bell button to get notified when new interviews are uploaded. Once again, thanks for joining us and hopefully we'll see you again sometime. Catch you later.